Welcome back to Delta MV's Healthcare Insight Bite. Insights to shape the future of your healthcare business. I'm Neil Mackay, your host. I'm talking again with Dr. Neil Doyle, who's the Regional Managing Director of Delta MV. In this series of podcasts, we'll talk about the key metrics you need to put in place to manage your omni-channel mission successfully. These metrics go way beyond the simple vanity measures that omni-channel engagement platforms typically produce. We've told you why vanity metrics might be easy to collect, but are ultimately not going to help you manage the business better. In our last episode, we talked about what are the key business decisions you need to make to manage omni-channel successfully. In this episode, we're going to describe those five numbers you need. So really so simple? Yes, it really is. Although they're just five simple metrics, there's so much analysis and insight you can deliver when you have them. So Neil, in the previous podcast, you talked about the key business questions to answer. What actually are those five numbers? Even though there's a broad range of questions to be answered in omnichannel success, all of this can be done simply with five key numbers. Firstly, the number of touch points you have with a healthcare professional compared to your competitor. Secondly, a measure of the impact effectiveness of each channel. Thirdly, a measure of just how much value each touch point has brought to the healthcare professional. Fourth, the mental availability that you've managed to build in the heart and mind of a prescriber. And finally, the fifth number is around their actual prescribing behavior. Wow, so really so simple? Yes, it really is. Although they're just five simple metrics, there's so much analysis and insight you can deliver when you have them. Well, let's go into a little bit more depth about each of them. First, the most basic evaluation is how many touch points have you and your competitors had? So, for example, how many emails? how many sales calls, et cetera, to help you capture what is your share of voice. And are all touch points equal? Well, it's a bit more complex than that. Does an email really have the same impact as a face-to-face sales call? Well, clearly not. If your competitor is investing more in digital compared to -to face-to-face, how can we compare? Well, that's a good question. So I hope you have an answer. (laughs) Yeah, certainly. You need to have a metric that measures the relative impact of each channel. So you just have a weighting by channel that allows you to compare, right? Then apply this to everyone? We know that some clients have been using estimates of multi-channel equivalence or MCQ as some call it. For example, a rep-triggered email is 25% as impactful as a face-to-face sales call. Our data from across multiple markets in Asia-Pacific is showing that this is way off. It's more like just a few percent. You would need something like 20 to 40 emails to have the same impact as a face-to-face sales call. And of course, that's assuming that they open your email and they engage with it. And furthermore, this ratio varies considerably across different groups of clinicians. One channel is not equally impactful for different clinicians. You can actually segment clinicians based on what omni-channel mix would be most effective. 
it would be very dangerous for a marketer to be planning their omni-channel activities on such a false premise. So how do you do it differently? We use a multivariate analysis to identify for each individual what is the relative impact of each channel. We can then more accurately calculate the overall impact of your omni-channel activities for not only the total market, but also sub-segments. So combining that with the number of touch points, we have a measure of what we call the impact-adjusted share of voice. This enables you to compare the total impact of your investment compared to your competitor. This metric is absolutely critical for successful channel planning. It means that if you know the cost of each touch point by channel, you can then plan the most effective spend that maximizes impact. You can take this metric to not only measure what has happened in the past, but you can also use it to plan your future channel spend. Wow, that, that sounds like every marketing director's dream. So that's it then for performance metrics? Nope, there's just one more thing you also need to take into account. You might have touched a clinician the same number of times as your competitor with a similar level of impact, but just how good was that engagement? Based on the principle that every touch point must add value, you need a measure to understand just how much value your engagement has brought to a clinician. Was it a good email or was it a bad one? We call this the touch point value score, and we capture this for every interaction, allowing you to compare how well you're doing against your competitor. As we've done this, we've developed a set of norms across clinicians in Asia-Pacific that you can compare yourself against. You can also use this as a pre-testing tool to give you an idea about planned activities. How much value are they likely to deliver? So to sum up performance metrics, what are the key numbers? There are three numbers, Neil. Firstly, simply the number of touch points by channel for you and your competitor. Then secondly, the relative impact of each channel for each clinician then we combine those two numbers to give us the impact-adjusted share of voice. And thirdly, a measure of just how good that engagement was for each channel. Just how much value did you bring through each interaction? I think that's just such a really good point because I think too many people are just looking at that first point. You make the number of touch points. They're looking at how many emails I send, how many sales calls I've made, how many visits I've made. And I think those last two points about value are so, so crucial. No, totally agree. And that's why we built this model. So if that is about measuring the inputs to omni-channel success, how do you measure the outputs? As I shared in previous episodes, there's a very common mistake we see with many healthcare companies. They're really excited about what big data AIML models promise. Now, big data does promise a lot, but we see a real challenge to using it to plan your omni-channel efforts. The fundamental problem is that there are so many factors that impact prescribing over and above simply what the clinician thinks and feels about a particular drug. Now, in previous episode, I highlighted things like changes in price, availability, competitor activity, reimbursement, winning or losing a tender will all impact prescribing. It would be such a big ask for any model to provide meaningful feedback on what's working 
when the outcome is only partially dependent on variations in omnichannel approach. So what is the answer then? What should you be measuring? We need an intermediary measure that's directly impacted by your omnichannel efforts. As we shared before, mental availability is a really important concept that's supported by lots of interesting academic research into marketing effectiveness. We can simply define it as the likelihood that a particular treatment comes to mind as the ideal option for a given patient profile. This is directly what you're trying to influence for your omnichannel efforts. This is therefore what we need to measure as our principal outcome metric. So that's it? That's all we need to measure? These four metrics? Nope. There's one more thing we need to measure, and that is some behavioral measure of prescribing. This is, after all, what drives the bottom line. This needs to be at the individual level so we can fully understand the connections between performance, marketing outcome via mental availability, and changes in actual behavior. This really is the holy grail of measurement. So specifically, we can look at prescribing as well as product adoption. In this way, we clearly tie in omni-channel investment with broader business outcomes. There's also the opportunity for factoring in secondary sales data, such as from a retail audit or even your own internal sales. So to recap, what are the key metrics? Firstly, simply just the number of touch points by channel for you and your competitor. Secondly, at the individual prescriber level, a measure of the impact of each channel. Then we can combine those two metrics to help us understand impact-adjusted share of voice. Thirdly, we need a measure of just how much value has your engagement brought to the clinician by touchpoint. Then in terms of outcomes, as I shared, the most important outcome is mental availability. What have we achieved in terms of the heart and mind of a prescriber. And the final metric is actually about the prescribing behavior. So we've covered a lot here in this episode and this series. What are we going to talk about in our final episode? In the final episode, we'll talk about what kind of insight program you need to put in place to capture these five key numbers. We'll also share a rich set of analysis based on these metrics that will allow you to better manage your omnichannel efforts even more so when you begin to track these numbers over time. And lastly, how do we integrate these numbers into the business? How do we ensure we get better decision-making? And even further, even over and above this, how can we make these metrics predictive? How can we have a feel for what is likely to work in the future? I'm looking forward to it. Don't forget to follow us and subscribe to the channel so you can get more updates as we bring them to you. And make sure to look up DeltaMV.com to get in touch with Dr. Neil Doyle if you want more information. Thanks for listening.